Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, hello everybody, welcome back to Great Touch from Big Lad. It's been far too long, uh, weeks away, uh, lots of things going on. Craig is now a married man. Well done, Craig. Of course, Craig. Well done, Craig. Wherever you are. Wherever you are right now. Under the thumb somewhere, under, we? Yeah. So, yeah, we tried to get in, but you can't get out from under the thumb just yet. Erwin <laughs> uh, is busy and I've, uh, I've also let this side down because... Um, I've got football training on Tuesdays now, so got to move things around. But Dom, fortunately, is the best one. That's what everyone says, anyway. Has nothing better to do. Fortunately, is uh, flexible enough to flexible enough. Let's make that clear. He's, he's very busy, but flexible enough to offer up uh, his services for today's pod. And we've got loads to talk about. I'm, uh, it's going to be. Um, I thought this is this kind of worked out perfectly, really, because obviously you've got Craig, and he's a Stoke fan, and and he knows a certain amount of stuff, but not as much as Dom. And uh, Dom wrote uh, quite a cool article. It's on the uh, Great Touch for a Big Lad Twitter, and we've got a WordPress now, haven't we? Yeah. What is the tw- what is that uh, the website for that? Is it just good? Good question. It's great, great um, question. It's it's on the Twitter. It's on the yeah, Twitter. I'm not sure yeah, exactly. Great, nice. Put, pull them to the Twitter. Yeah, good. Go there. Go there, and it's there for you. Don't worry about it. Um, also, I asked for some questions, so we can answer some questions as well. But we're going to talk about the championship so far. We're going to talk about Arsenal as well. Dom, uh, Dom has a, a liking for Arsenal, so we're going to talk about them. And what I want to ask Dom is uh, what the what is success for Arsenal this season? And uh, we'll briefly talk about a pet hate, which has nothing to do with football. But we'll also be talking about QPR, which on my channel people have been asking me to do that as well. Uh, but first of all, let's talk about international football as well, which also worked a little bit in terms of a half and half uh, with me and Dom. And just say, my name is James Alcott. I'm a QPR fan and season ticket holder. And Dom is here, and Dom is a Brentford fan, and... A season ticket holder. Holder. Two season tickets at the moment, because I'm holding um, our friend Adam Webber's... Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anyone needs it, uh, give uh, Dom Actually, a yeah, if anyone wants a ticket, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. All uh, right, let's, let's talk about international, cause it's an international break. And what I find, you know, working at Bull Street is really tough. I say tough. My job is to talk about football, so I can't really be moaning too much. You're in the entertainment I'm industry. I'm in the entertainment You're business. You're not enjoying it. You're not good enough. The, the business of show. But we, whenever it comes to the international break, we we do struggle. Views are down. Interest is down. People. And, and I was thinking about it when I was writing it down because I was like, oh, let's you know, let's let's talk about England and Scotland and England are playing tonight. I mean, we're going to watch that. Uh, and Wales and see you know where they're trying to get to to get to the Euros to win that major tournament and only just a few months ago we were all excited about you know England in the World Cup we've never seen anything like it but people get so bo- international football's lost its way in terms of 
its importance and its ability to take the attention of, of the nation, certainly at the qualifying stage, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think it's, it's a bit like tennis and Grand Slams, though, isn't it, in a way? Like you, have, you have people, the big main events yeah. people are excited about and they go on. That's Tour true. de France, for example, Tour de France, everyone jumps on that. But then as soon as you go to the Vuelta de, de España or whatever... Yeah, whatever it's called. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I don't think... That's true. That's very true. But this is football. Do you know what I mean? Like, but people are, people are generally like super excited about most elements of football. And it's got all the best players playing. Still got yeah. all the best... Not maybe as concentrated. Maybe that's the problem. But I just find it mad that it's... It's just not got that importance any, anymore. And like, there's an England game tonight, which I think I wasn't really even aware of until kind of as the day went on. And I'm some work, someone working in the industry. I know other people who kind of like who just don't touch on it as much. No, I wasn't aware until I walked in here. Yeah. But the um, <laughs> but the, uh, the the crazy thing is that it's um, it's it's it, I guess it's the excitement factor, isn't it? It's not. There's not as much riding on it. Yeah. If a Premier League game, even if it's like um, I was going to say Norwich, they're long gone, aren't they? <laughs> but if, even if it's someone like Huddersfield playing Cardiff then mm. there's an excitement factor because there's so much riding on it I, say even. I guess there is but I maybe it's not not to the same extent do you know what I mean like we're in October like nothing really means anything right now mm. yeah so, but actually saying that but then you, you look at Man United and the, how a bad start just piles on so much pressure for a team but there's somehow there's just not that same kind of desperation maybe because ultimately England are going to probably do better or you know, going to get qualify. to the qualify exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I do think is quite interesting with the Nations League is, if I'm Harry Kane, I'm well annoyed at this Nations League because if you look at like Rooney, the amount of goals he scored, Lineker, all these you know England goal scorers, true, true. scored a hell of a lot of goals. Yeah. Against San Marino and like other countries that were like not very good. Now, quite easily. Kane could play 10 games and, and not score yeah, a goal. Yeah, that's a very good point. I don't think of that. Because they're going to be playing yeah. like Spain and Croatia and teams like that for forevermore. But the individuals don't really matter, do they? Like, it's in... But I think for themselves, they want to like... He would go... He probably stepped into it after like a couple of seasons smashing it up for Spurs and has gone, I can... I could be the best. I could be the... You know, I could break the record. And he's not going to... He's not going to break it now. No. I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have thought so. Well, and there's still a group stage though, isn't there? But it... Yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's massively gonna struggle to score goals, and I bet it becomes a story because it can. Because if the numbers don't stack up, then he'll he'll look bad. Yeah. I reckon all international strikers are gonna st- struggle for goals because they're gonna be playing against other good sides and not play. I guess you've got the. Do you have the qualifiers as well? I guess you still, you still have, have qualifiers your qualifying group. Well. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, or maybe it's more games though. Maybe maybe they'll do better. Yeah, maybe. Um, Scotland. Scotland's struggling in a big way, big big way. But although a part of that, I feel is. It's the same story anyway. Like it's it's a squad that it, it, when I was watching the highlights against uh, Portugal, and they had a few moments where they like had a couple of chances and headers and stuff. And if they took it, then that's it. Then they're in. Like it's it's they're in a good spot to kind of do something of of worth in a game. And then that can change the whole like uh, spotlight on it. But they lose against Israel, lose again to Portugal, and now everyone's kind of looking at Scotland, going, "Well, okay, they're crap again." And someone like Alex McLeish, who did really well for Scotland the first time he was there. This time, he looks like he just looks boring and dire, doesn't he? Yeah. Because it's like because he's not getting the the results. But when I look at that Scotland squad, it's the same stuff. Like it's, Naismith's like supposed to be the spark. Yeah, it's it's okay, isn't it? It's the, I mean, I don't really see 
they get hammered for losing, but they're in my opinion what they've got in the in their reserve, their Arsenal is not great. Really. Yeah, and do you <laughs> so, know, I mean it's, it's okay. And Wales is a good example because if you're a team, if you're a team that hasn't got the squad of those uh, those top twelve sides, or whatever, you need a worldie or maybe two worldies would be great. And then you need everyone to go understand that and, and totally to push that. in the right in yeah, the right yeah. direction. Yeah, yeah. Scotland, uh, it's been Naismith. Naismith before that, it was you know people like um, Kenny Miller. I think it's only since like 1990 when they around those those years where they had people like even like Gordon Jury and, and Ali McCoy were were quality strikers at, at that moment in time, and that gave them a chance to win games. When I look at the front two, they had um, McBurney. And Naismith up front, like you're going to struggle. Like it's inevitable. Yeah. I can't see him doing. Some good young players there coming through. McGinn is it McGinn? Yeah, Villa. And would they, yeah, they have. They have um, Forrest is all right. Armstrong uh, in midfield is is decent as well. Uh, Robertson obviously left back, but it's just if you don't have the striker in international football, I think you're always going to struggle. Uh, Wales, um, they've got Republic of Ireland soon, haven't they? Tomorrow. It's a weird little Nations League group for those two to be together. Isn't yeah, it? and Denmark as well because they've um, obviously. Obviously, with um, Ireland playing Denmark in the qualifiers for the last right, one. yeah, it's um, a bit of history there. Oh, and and just, Ireland playing Wales in the qualifiers exactly, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a bit incestuous that group. Yeah, um, but it's um, it's an interesting one. And Wales obviously played a friendly against Spain, uh, got outplayed significantly without Gareth Bale. A couple one. of worldies in that though. Some yeah, like mega goals. Yeah, Bartra's got a cracker. Ampadu hit the bar as well. Yeah, so it's um, yeah, I think I think four one is probably fair to be honest. I think maybe. Maybe that two goal margin would have been a bit fairer, but yeah. they completely dominated the game. I was, I was injured, obviously. Yeah, I always think it's a good. Um, it's always a good barometer when the home nations play each other. So, certainly, like you know, England aside, the other guys, you can kind of see where you are. Yeah. As a as a national side, because I think they are often much of a muchness. Yeah, I think Ireland, Ireland tomorrow have got a bit boosted significantly because Ramsey's out. Uh, yeah, Bale's so out, uh, Ampadu's out, Mepham's out. They've got four of the best, their best players yeah. there, uh, who are, who'll be sidelined or not even there. Yeah. And, and the last question: Do you think you'll ever care about the Nations League? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think, <laughs> I think I think if if it means that, to drink. Yeah. I think it's still important to win it for a smaller club, smaller nation. It's what is the League Cup of. As in, like Ireland or Wales, if they right, if they right. if they do well in it, then it's, that, it's, that's a, full, it's a fullback. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, right. I see what you mean in terms of qualification. Yeah, exactly, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah true. Okay. Uh, right. Let's talk about it. So I want to talk about the championship so far. I'm a QPR fan. Dom is a Brentford fan. And um, look, we're a good few games in. Twelve games in. That's um, over a quarter now. That's over a quarter. Amazing, isn't it? Good mess. Yeah, that's quick, isn't it? And do you know what the they do come thick and fast the games seven crazy. games in, in uh, each month so far and it'd be seven after this as after well. this one yeah, yeah like QPR we've got uh, do you know what's really weird like you have a Wednesday and a Saturday game sometimes and sometimes you have a Wednesday and Saturday at home and that's weird and you feel like god I'm coming here a lot yeah <laughs> but we've got um, we've coming got here a lot. <laughs> we've got Tuesday Friday at that's home it? Tuesday night against Blank. Might be no, it's not Ipswich. We've got Ipswich next. You've got Ipswich away, haven't you? Now? Yeah, I can't remember who it is, but then and then we've got um, then we've got Aston Villa at home on Friday, which I'm I'm fascinated Sorry. to see them. I think we've Dean Smith, Dean Smith. Yeah, well, yeah. There you go. I mean, first of all, let, let's talk about that before we dive into the a few of the different teams. Dom's and um, as I say, written an article about uh, about the expected goals and a few kind of truths that you get because I think it is after about twelve games you are starting to see see the truth, but. 
I think you're you're sort of seventy percent there in terms of the truth of it, and the championship can like turn around like that. It's yeah. crazy, isn't it? Like even and we'll we'll talk about Brentford because I think a lot of people will start to take notice of Brentford to a higher degree this season because I think you're going to be right in the hunt. And like, if you look at the top goal scorers for the championship, uh, Neil Malpai, um, top with ten goals. It's amazing. Really. Three assists. Um, let's let's start with Brentford before we then like dive into Sheffield United and all these other teams. And I'll talk about QPR as well because um, often people are writing in the comments like talk about QPR, so I will. Um, but let's talk about uh, Neil Malpai first. Ten goals, three assists. Um, for anyone who doesn't know much about him, but again, I think Birmingham and Leeds fans aren't fans of him because he's pushed me like. <laughs> I don't think I would be if he really? wasn't a Brentford player. Yeah, because um, he loves a little dive, doesn't he? Uh, he no, a dive, no. No, he doesn't like it, but he's, he's dirty. Right. Uh, he, he's, uh, I think Suarez. Right, okay. Uh, he, he is, in fact, he said that he's one of these idols. Uh, oh, really? In, 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 in an interview. <laughs> um, yeah, he said Suarez, I can't remember the other one, but I don't think he was particularly... Um, Ian Marshall. It might have been Chikorito, but... Oh, really? um, anyway, so he's, um, he puts himself about, he, he, he's a nightmare for defenders, he's, just, he's, he's small, he's stout, he's strong, but he's not... Um, and where does, he, where does he come from? Was like he's from Nice in, right. in France. Um, yeah, so nice. um, yeah, exactly. Sorry, yeah. Nice. Um, and so yeah, he's uh, and he didn't really fire in all cylinders in the first first season. It took him a while to get you uh, get used to the game. But now he's really clinical. He's, he's um, and he's up top through the middle, through the middle. Yeah, yeah he's he's um, yeah out and out. Yeah, full striker. So yeah, he's. Um, but he's brilliant, and he's he's converting a lot of chances. Eighty-five minutes per goal, it says here, and that's that's literally a goal a game, isn't it? Yes, yeah. that's a, that's quite incredible. Um, yeah, he scored ten goals, and he's been suspended as well for a, really for a few games. Well, and so, when in the article that you were writing, you were talking about Brentford and how, uh, and I'll play a bit devil's advocate with this because Brentford often do well in the, like expected goals and things like that, but and it hasn't got you there yet. But that fits into the kind of Brentford model of sooner or later like luck is a huge part of football and sooner or later if you are looking good in expected goals and things like that then sooner or later things will click you will get the luck and you'll get it yeah yeah and even if you don't you're still doing everything in your power to kind of to make sure you're okay yeah. as a club in, in the league and, and Brentford have played some any championship fans will know Brentford play great football have played great football for a long Six time years, since the league one yeah. days as well yeah, yeah. and they're now in the last sort of four years, I guess you had the first season where you came up and you were flying, had a, a, a group of players that people didn't realise were as good as they were, and then kind of inevitably got picked off a, a few of those players. Um, people like Tarkowski, people like Alex Gray, who people will obviously know about now from being like regulars in the in the Premier League, and Tarkowski gone to play for England. Yeah, Scott Hogan, Scott Hogan, yeah, yeah, of course, who's kind of I guess, gone to Villa, but for big money, it hasn't totally worked for him. Um, is he starting for them? I don't know. Yeah, he has had a few injuries, but now yeah. that Smith's gone there, I think he will start. Yeah, yeah, he'll be delighted, won't he, with Dean Smith going Absolutely. there? Absolutely. And so, yeah, the Brentford manager, Dean Smith, has gone to Villa now. Um, he did well at Walsall before. Done Has done really well at Brentford Yeah. overall, yeah? Yeah, definitely. And yeah. What the fans, how do the fans feel about him leaving? I think, I think they liked him. I think the fans really liked him. Um, but, but I think no, no Brentford fan panics, really. Because as soon as as soon as anything leaves the club, no matter how good it is, it just gets replaced. Yeah, as part of the machine, uh, there's there's just a way of playing, and there's a, there's almost a, like a a feeling at the moment that whatever goes, no matter what position it is, other than Matthew Benham, mm. um, the owner. Yeah, but it, it will it's an opportunity to replace with something different or 
I wouldn't say better, but but, but of a similar standard, yeah. yeah. And that's you know that's amazing about that. Any other football fan will be going, right? Who are we getting in? I've never heard of him. Whereas Brentford, like I chat to Adam in the office, Brentford fan as well, and he and he's like, oh uh, yeah, he apparently played for like Danish second division team, but he'll be, I'm sure he'll be great. Yeah, but you just know, like you, like you don't. You're wary if you know the name. Yeah, like, there's I a did. few. There's a few like uh, going about like um, I think Mark Cooper, who's who's a good coach, uh, ex Swindon. Yeah, um, and no one wants him because because they've heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> right, you want that kind of yeah random name from from yeah from Denmark from Scandinavia so somewhere like that. It yeah, makes exactly. You, find, you feel comfortable in those in those surroundings. Um, so having watched twelve games at Brentford, well, you know, you know what I mean. Few and four, well, pretty much all of them. You're seventh in the league. Haven't won in five. No, but in you know you were saying that you're, you you should be bang on for for the playoffs. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, looking if you look, if you do look at expected goals, and I know like you know people, some. People, what are your thoughts on expected goals? I, I think it's uh, not entirely accurate, um, but I believe that it is more accurate way of judging a table now than any other metric. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So uh, judging expected points or expected goals, I think is the is the, is better at this stage uh, than any other yeah. any other indicator. And so and so, you, do you because th- so you you say you're saying you listen to the podcast, and so this is on the on the James Lawrence Allcott channel. Um, our predictions for at the, for the start of the season uh, for the championship. And you said you had to listen back, like, and you were saying a lot of what we were saying. We did is well. kind of yeah. Do you think it's yeah, doing we well? Did, is it? We did I, I can't well. really remember too much. Of as, it. A, as a collective, right? But, you know, there's a few which we've we've got wrong. Yeah, but, so far. But but even like you know, Forest being up there now is 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 still still there. We we Ipswich, Reading, um, Hull. You know. Um, there's there's a bunch of the, the basically the, the majority of what we said was was right, which is quite pleasing. <laughs> so let's run through some of the teams. And one was uh, was Leeds United, it's the team that Brentford played uh, last. One all draw, wasn't it in the end? Yeah, drew one. Yeah, yeah. Leeds have had uh, you know done really well so far. Third in the league, um, just dropped off the top spot. I think it might have been with that with that game, or yeah. they were certainly right up there. Yeah, that were. top three is Sheffield United, West Brom, and Leeds. What were your thoughts on on Leeds and and? The thing that, that the negative that people are throwing at Leeds is that they're going to run out of steam. Yeah, but I think do you that's think lazy. that'll happen? I think that's lazy, yeah. somewhat, because because uh, that's an assumption, isn't it? Yeah, and it, that's a hope, isn't it? Yeah, um, you can't I, see the tank. I think they're I think team. they're the real deal, Leeds. Um, they they were missing like some th- three or four key players against us, right? But they still had a way of playing. Um, they looked they looked good. They look they look so slick. In their in their passing, in some of the other games that they've seen, like Craig obviously saw them first game of the season for Stoke, and I think I do think sometimes that you see that that you people get hit off guard in that first game, first couple of games because you kind of go, you're just you're just seeing how good you are. It's like two boxers; you never know how good they are until they kind of go face to face. Yeah, Stoke City, and I thought that would happen; they would get the shock of their lives going into the championship. Yeah, because they were. You know, I spoke to Elliot um, Hackney and you know, Craig as well. They thought, and understandably so, the squad is so good that it should be doing really well in that league. And I think inevitably it will do. That was another thing that you saw that Stoke, Stoke are at the moment 14th in the league. And it is so tight. They're three points off the playoffs right now. And with, like you say, with another seven games coming up quickly, they could be in the top six well, quite, quite quickly. After, after the calculator came out... Um, Stoke City worked out that Stoke City are actually the sixth best team statistically in the division. Really, based based on expected goals. I think uh, with what's 
probably being highlighted now, which I don't think we would have like looked at it that way before, is that there are so many big teams in the, in that league now, teams with like Premier League players. So when they do lose one or two games, which is still possible, like even against teams that don't have the same squads, like you know, like QPR or the same names, they it's a massive shock, and like they're kind of in this like digital age where like everyone can get angry over one defeat. You can see you see the Stoke City fans kind of struggling with it because it's a different um, it's a different situation you're like in the Premier League you're going you know if you get a win you're like yes you're, you know you're buzzing and, and look, if you don't win off the five then you start to have a panic but yeah, yeah. you know that can happen whereas in the Championship you go okay well now no, this is this is beneath us now you naturally get you it's any fan who says otherwise is, is is lying a little bit because you have a squad that was in the Premier League and therefore you go, well, we should be give, get wins on a plate. It should yeah, be easy. And it's, it's just doesn't. <laughs> it's so much harder than that. But I the, think they're starting to figure it out though. And yeah, and, and I guess I guess the thing it's it's easy to form narratives like that as well. Like it's easy to go. Uh, Same with Villa, isn't it? With any yeah, with any team, especially big teams, it's, it's and the ones who come down and it's very easy to like, to, to form narratives. But um, if you look at, if you look at the table, like Stoke City, they were uh, all their fans were saying how badly Gary, Gary Rowett was doing, and you know, um, that's three points off the playoffs now. Yeah, it's bad, but I guess I, I expect yeah they'll continue to rise. You would have thought there is that natural sifting of like the the, the teams with the with the epic squads, especially when there's so many games playing. Because what happens when you start to get to December, January, February injuries? And suspensions, crucially as well. Like yeah. often those those Biggest crucial midfielders, those crucial centre backs, you'll lose one or two because they'll start getting getting enough bookings, yeah. and they'll, they'll, that'll be a problem for them. And I'm sure it's going to be a problem for QPR at some stage. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, other teams we want to talk about: Sheffield United, top of the pile. Um, shows how Wild is just like. I think he's like he's like a good father figure, like and a proper northern bloke and so they're not really I know it probably sounds a bit lazy in itself but like they're, they're clearly well drilled he's not taking anything they're for very granted well he doesn't allow his team to take anything for granted and he also has got a squad there with a, quite a few names of like of guys who've been around for a while like um, Billy Sharps won him seven goals so far this season he's been around for ages and you always see him and you go he's not he's not really good enough for the championship is he but he gets the job done doesn't yeah, he he's a, he's a good striker isn't he he's a yeah. finisher um, and I've got McGoldrick as well who's been around for a few a few years hasn't he I've always liked McGoldrick though I always thought when he was at, at Ipswich I thought he can do a little bit better than that but, yeah, yeah. and then you've got Liam Clark there as well yeah 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 I think, st- I think he's still there yeah uh, but yeah it's, it's interesting what, what I, f- I, had look, I look a little bit deeper about Sheffield United and what's really interesting is that they're, out of all the clubs in the league they spend the least amount of time in the centre of the park and most, most of the t- attacks come through, the, through wide oh right and um, yeah, Oliver Norwood's gone there now and like their fans are raving about him, really? and his range of Reading, passing. He was Reading, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think he was, he was lauded that much at Reading, but he, yeah, he, he basically like apparently gets the ball and he hits the ball out wide, and you, you can see that by the stats. Um, and then they've got loads of little players like Duffy and uh, the, the young lads that they've got in going forwards on that out wide. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then three, they play three at the back. So they've got Egan in now from Brentford, who um, was probably and they were good worse. defensively last season, weren't they? Yeah. I think they had one of the best defences last year. Yeah, they had Stearman, I think, last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they, they have they brought Egan in, and I, I say I say this in like a in not in a disrespectful way at all. Like he was our, our worst like ball playing right centre back. Yeah, um, and he, he's done really well, and, I, and you can see that. You can see how that would happen in that three. 
you can see how he once he learns it. Yeah, um, and then I know you got someone like Billy Sharp or Leon Clark. That's old school hold up men. Because that's you know, I was chatting with Dad the other day. He was talking about um, international football, and he said he said everyone just plays the same now. You go centre back to centre back to centre back. Right? Should we try and should we try and play it now? And then and often you haven't got players who are good enough to do that. And I still think I don't think it's outdated just yet. I think it could. I think you've got to respect it sometimes and actually you see it with um, say even um, Sari at Napoli when he was there they would they would keep it there just to deal with the press and they would play it around in triangles and stuff like that but then they would look to make a quick pass forward and with Sheffield United if you haven't got all great ball playing um, centre backs that's not the end of the world if you've got wingers who can do something and if you've got um, hold up men who can bring people into play because that's not I reckon being a good hold-up man is probably easier than it used to be because no one's really going to go through the back of you like they used to. And so now, as long as you get your, get yourself in between, you should be all right in terms of holding up the ball. No one can really kind of drive yeah, yeah. through you. So if they play that way, there's there's no problem with that. And then you get the ball up, up the other end of the pitch. And yeah, then well, from there, you can start well, to do well, stuff. Well, yeah, with the little guys that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chevy and I, there. Uh, so we'll look down the bottom. Let's get on to QPR. Um, because yeah the people want it do they probably not um, but anyway uh, who is going to win that league do you think Sheffield United can keep going do you think Leeds United I, I don't think Sheffield United are going to win the league I, I think that they're going to be top six um, I, I think who's your top six now my top six has it changed um, I, ca- I can't remember exactly who I said now I'd have to look back um, but I, I think I I think um, out of those teams, I, I did say Nottingham Forest would be in there. I'm not. I'm not so sure now. I'm not so. Even though they're sitting in fifth, I think. Mm. I think. Um, that I think initially I went. I think I went West Brom, Middlesbrough. I think I had Swansea in there, who I wonder about now. I agree. I think Brentford are so drilled now as a football club. I think it could be your time. Derby County. I saw last week for QPR. We got a draw, and but you could see they were good. You could see they had quality, and they hadn't click together yet their age might hurt them yeah I wonder up top I wonder if that that will get to them I'm, sure, I'm not sure if Debbie I wonder if Mason Mount if the pressure gets put on him and I, th- I think they were the guy that they looked they look to a lot of the time he kind of they, they would get the ball and the, the, the sort of four attacking players would pin would go right up top and then look to drop in to pick up the ball in those areas and Mason Mount was the main man that they were kind of looking for and he's clearly a good player but I wonder if He's good enough in such a competitive league to to get them through. Yeah, it remains to be seen. Derby County, um, they were the best. They're the only team to outplay us this season, apparently. Right. Um, Oh yeah, I guess they beat you, didn't they? They beat us three-one. Yeah. Although I would argue Birmingham did did well against us, but but um, Derby County, I'm not sure if they'll. I still don't think they'll finish in the playoffs. It's, it's such a tough league let us know in the comments below love to know what you guys think about the season so far the teams that you've played against if you've you know if you've gone to watch a championship side who's impressed you which players impressed you and, uh, and which team you think is, is not that good because me and Dom had it the other year we were like Reading's a myth Reading are a myth they're not decent and somehow they were able to get in the playoffs that season but the season after they really really struggled didn't well, they the, uh, uh, nice, that's a good example Reading um, because they're Rasmus Ankerson, who's the, um, the, one of the co-directors of football at Brentford, right. um, he does a, uh, uh, a YouTube video, which is well, well worth checking out. It's a TED Talk in, in Manchester. Um, and he uses um, Newcastle United. Remember when he finished fifth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pardew, wasn't it? Yeah. 
and um, and basically he uses that example to explain um, like why companies fail. And basically they they finished they finished fifth, and everyone thought all the narrative was oh you know the they, they, they're so well yeah, yeah. So, and then the same the same reasons the same squad was having a different narrative the next season. Basically, that Newcastle United got extremely lucky. Their goal difference was minus five. Um, yeah, and then really? They, they, yeah, they finished fifth. I think it's minus five. I think, right? Um, or plus five. I can't remember now. Yeah, it was um, so much easier. And yeah, so it's it's but it's interesting. It's interesting to see because they finished like seventeenth or something the next year, um, and they weren't doing that much more. And so, what does he say? He's saying you need to strip the narrative away. Yeah, he's just saying yeah, you you need to understand like whether or not whether or not your success is um, is due to luck or not. Mm. His exact words was um, uh, it was. Luck turns success into success turns luck into genius, or, so, or something along those lines. I can't remember now, but yeah. that's good. I like that. Okay, uh, right. Let's talk QPR. Um. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently: Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So... Seven, is it eight points from? Um, no, sorry, fourteen points from the last eight games. Um, at the start of the season, people will know that I'd said, "I was like, what are we doing with this clown? What are we doing with McLaren? Why is he our manager?" Um, and the first five games, well, first four games were embarrassing, and you saw how much of a mess we were in. Um, and I think with McLaren, people are ready to go. People are ready to kind of get on his back if he doesn't win those games quickly. And even recently, after a couple of um, we had a couple of bad results, but then we're able to sneak a win out away at Reading uh, and get a draw against Derby. There is still a problem with him, and my problem is I can't. He's so grating. It's a personal. It's a personality problem. It's a personality problem for me because I don't understand how he can. Inspire, and I think that's such a crucial part of management, and such a crucial part of a successful team, and such a crucial part of a squad that is young. And what what happened was Holloway. You know, Holloway lost his job because they wanted someone to take this exciting group of youngsters forward. Four games in, and McLaren is saying out loud to the press, "This squad's not good enough. This squad's not strong enough." This is the exact same squad. Actually, I'm being unfair there. It was the exact same squad to a point, but you'd lost Anua, you'd lost Jack Robinson, who got sent off in the last game for Forrest. Um, I'm missing someone as well. I think someone else might have gone as well. But you lost keeper. Yes, Smithies. Yeah. So a crucial part of the part of the team. So 
the the reinforcements was one guy, Tony Leisner, this guy from Union Berlin, who's our captain, came straight in as captain, and you kind of thought, this doesn't feel right. And when you've been relegated as a fan, you kind of go, I start to go, mm, that's I've seen this before. That said, he was able to get the panic the panic button was pressed and they were like right we need they realised they've got a transfer embargo in January we need to get through this entire season and we need to make sure we can you know we can stay up and and we needed strikers we needed people who could score goals so they went and they got in Naki Wells and they got brought in um, Tamar Hamid I always struggle with his name and the next game was Wigan at home we just lost 7-1 to Bristol uh, to West Brom 3-0 to Bristol City and we got the win. Um, they played those two up front. We played okay, but we got the win, and that that was important. And since then, as I say, the, the away form is better than it was under under Holloway, and you've got to kind of give credit to that. Um, but overall, I, I still I still worry. There's such a tight league, and the quality in the squad is is very 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 thin. And I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy who's just got the prob- got a problem forever because I liked Holloway. I, I, I got Holloway and understood Holloway and, I, and he allowed me to kind of believe that with our help, you can be something a bit bigger and better. Um, and when McLaren got the job, I was like, this is on you, this is on you Ferdinand. Like, because he's failed time and again and he's tried every different manager. He's gone... He's gone with the high-profile guy, Mark Hughes, and spent loads of money, and it failed. Then he brought in the, the old-fashioned guy. He knows how to get a job done, Redknapp. I mean, it was ups and downs in it with it, but ultimately left the club struggling in terms of, and with a ridiculous wage bill. Then he brought in the youngster, uh, the guy who's going to bring in the youth in Ramsey, gave up on that. Then he brought in the exciting foreign coach in Hasselbank, gave up on that early. Holloway came in and did everything that was asked of him and he was the, the fans' favourite, the guy who knew the club, the guy who's had the spirit for the fight and they gave up on him too quickly as well. And so Ferdinand's neck is on the line, has to be on the line because if we get relegated when the two seasons Holloway's been there, we've been overall comfortable in that league and in a league where he's cut the wage bill and in a league where there's so much money spent I looked at the Derby game. He had all these players that they had already starting the game. He brought on... Who did he bring? I think he brought on David Nugent. And I don't know he's getting on, but he's gone for a lot of money to a lot of different places. Tom Huddleston came on. Yeah, they've got a good squad. Yeah. And that's a squad that you're saying is not good enough for the playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying it probably won't make the playoffs. Yeah. So, look, if, if McLaren keeps, them, keeps us up, then fair play. I'm not singing his name yet. I'm not there yet. There are moments when he kind of, you think he's kind of figuring it out. But the bottom line for me is that he's gonna, he's relying on his coaching skills, not on his, um, not his ability as a man manager. Because he's the the people that we brought in, we've brought in a load of old guys, which goes exactly against the reason Holloway lost his job. So he's still got a lot to prove for me, but. Um, for us to be 18 for 14 points you know that, what? that's a good five points clear of the relegation at the moment yeah I, I'm pleased with the, the upturn in four well you would be in, maybe interested to know that um, unexpected goals um, <laughs> here we go um, that Queen's Park Rangers are actually uh, 13th 13th in the league okay so it, 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 by that it's saying that there's been a little bit of um, of misfortune yeah 
But that's interesting. I think there we've got some we've got some players who are exciting and can do something in a, in a game. And if he plays them right, Narky Wells is a good solid championship player with good hold up play for for a smaller guy. He's a good. He's, I've always he works so hard. Yeah. How old is he now? I don't know, I think he's 27 or something, I would have guessed. I remember that Huddersfield, like, really yeah, yeah. it's like banging them in. He hasn't scored too many for us, but he does... I mean, Huddersfield won years ago. Yeah, but you appreciate his endeavour and you can see that... You can see he's got the quality to play with the good players that are behind him. And, like, you know, the key players for us off uh, Luke Freeman. In midfield. And Abir Eze, yeah. Um, and Jeff Cameron, another older guy, has come in last minute as well. And, you know, he has a bit of physicality as well and he's, he's steady. I was worried I th- about your back line. Yeah, the back, the centre-backs is, is a massive problem and I'm amazed they didn't go and get someone better. I think he's hoping that Darnell Furlong will be the guy because, you know, he came of age against Brentford. I know he lost the game, but he was he had to step in at centre-back and is a guy who's been playing right-back his whole career. And, and it's really nice when you see a player kind of just kind of naturally go up and be good enough. And he's definitely good enough. Um, if we can get through the season and we're not playing League One football next season, I'll be delighted. But am I ever really gonna? I have to detach myself from the figurehead of the club because I, I just don't. He just grates on me, and when I watch McLaren's interviews, I just don't buy it. I think he's he's made. I know all managers make it up excuses, but I just don't. I just don't believe in him yet. I'm not there yet. Fair enough. That is a, that's that. A final one. Preston North End, twenty second. Won the last game four 0 against Wigan. Um, they're not going to be down there for long, are they? So, so they're the most unlucky team defensively in the league. They 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 they, sh- they conceded ten goals more than than the, what the model says, which is really a huge, which is a huge difference. Usually, it's one, usually it's one or two or something like that. And Fucking hell! But for them, that they've 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 been unlucky, very unlucky. I thought, yeah, I predicted at the start of the season. I thought, I thought they'd be right up there because they had a lot of the same uh, guys. It's Ben Pearson. That he was yeah, he's still there. Yeah, class. Ben Pearson. Him. He's um, been suspended uh, as well like, for right. three games, but uh, that's, that's the first three games of the season. Um, but he, but they'll, they'll, uh, it's, they've left it obviously way too late now because it's quarter of the way through the season, unfortunately for them. And uh, I don't think they've got enough enough quality to make up that gap. Yeah, but they, they'll be they'll, they'll be mid table. It's only nine points. It's, it's ten, oh, ten points. It's, ten points. It's, it's ten points, but it's also yeah. It's, it's, as you say, the team's up there with quality. Okay. Well, uh, let us know in the comments below what you think of your championship team or any of the other championship teams in the comments below. Do we have time to add, add one more? Go on. Is it um, Sheffield Wednesday? It's, it's, um, oh, no. it's actually Birmingham City. Oh, yeah. Um, Sheffield Wednesday are punching slightly, by the way, but um, Birmingham City, uh, they expect them to rise um, very far in the league. They're, they've, they've got... Um, they talk about goal distribution, so they've drawn a lot of games. Um, and if if they were to lost one of them by you know by two nil and won another one two nil rather than drawing two one one yeah then um, then they would have had more points so it, it's it's um, they've drawn drawn eight games this season already um, so I would watch the, I'd watch them okay they're they're going to rise all the all the way I think no I think outside. I think they'll be in, they'll make playoffs okay. Right, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, because i got Dom here, and it's me and Dom. It's our little romantic date. Um, it's like that, isn't it? It's like a little table. It is lovely, yeah. I'm yeah. waiting for the, thank you, for the stats to come down. They yeah. haven't yet. Um, I want to talk about Arsenal, because Arsenal are on a good run. Uh, nine on the bounce. Nine on the bounce, yeah. And um, I sort of said at the start of the season, we had a good debate at the start of the season about um, what Arsenal could do this season. And so I wanted to kind of, I think people can be quite, you can go too far and say the Premier League or whatever 
well, I just want to kind of figure out what success is for Arsenal this season. And let let me know in the comments below what you think is, is success for Arsenal because I think you've got a squad there that's got, for me, so I'll be the negative guy first. For me, it's still quite imbalanced. I'm impressed with how Emery has got them going. But I think the wins... I think a huge part of it is the fan base and the fan base have been able to take a sort of like it or not like it when it comes to Wenger they've been able to go you know it's done yeah that's done Resolution. That, that period has that period has been and gone now right we start again we've got a new guy and you can have um, you're allowed to have not just and this might be the wrong phrase not like false optimism or false hope but you're allowed to offer the benefit of the doubt yeah whereas yeah, I yeah. think with with Wenger even if it is 50% that can ruin it for the second 50 that are, are want to stand by and trust a manager yeah and understandably um, a bit like my, my other theory on goalkeepers that any goalkeepers they get later in their career people start to say they've lost it but it's just because they made a mistake when they were 22 a mistake when they were 24 and a mistake when they were 28 and now they're like yeah he's, he's, he's got a mistake in it yeah yeah because yeah, people yeah. only remember that stuff and so when it comes to managers and if you're not getting the trophies that you want fans are so fickle that they start to dis- distrust a manager and I think with Emery you've seen an improvement and which yeah, I, yeah I'll let you talk about that but I, I just think I think the fans are really stepping forward and, and, and doing well and going let's give this guy a go let's give this guy a chance what do you think sir? Um, it's interesting to say that um, it's been an improvement uh, I, I think I, I mean this is all views of my own um, unless they're yours as well in which case they're ours <laughs> um, but um, I I think it, I, th- I think um, it's a tad the tad bit fortune so far in, in Arsenal's results um, I think but um, I think that the additions have been very strong um, Torreira is an extremely good good player why do you think he didn't play him to start with um, Gwendozi had an unbelievable preseason, right? And Gwendozi is a very good player. I saw him against Brentford, and he, he uh, I've seen him against Man City. He, he, he he's very, he's very quick. Um, he reads the game well. He uses the ball well, and he carries it as well. So he's on literally, but he he, he, he runs he runs with it. Um, I I think I think there's a, there's a nicer balance there. Um, I worry um, collectively as a team defensively, um, and. There, there is a, uh, but I think there's a real potency going forwards. Yeah, I, I personally, I personally believe that we're looking at the same sort of style and we're looking at the same sort of finish. That's my, that's my personal opinion. In terms of change. so, right, if you look, if you look at just at fixtures, yeah, and you go right, this here's one. This is Wenger's last season, and this is Emery's first season. Do you think people? Yeah, you think people might struggle to pick out the the differences? Yeah, I think I think they would if if you yeah if you came down and you yeah you to ask. Um, I think there's I think it's very similar. I think the whole thing is very similar. But I don't think, I don't think mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way. No, but um, I think that that can be a lesson learned for football fans actually as well. Is to go. It's tough though, isn't it? Because you you need other. You need to. You can't just you can't just judge it on wins and losses. No. But how much do you t- how much do you judge uh, a manager's uh, ability on media interviews or general style of play? Like how many like because if you're if you if you beat Man City by playing by Matt Smith and playing playing it long to him, 
think Arsenal fans give a, give a shit so, however you get kind of get the job done yeah yeah I think it is yeah and the problem you've probably got is that football managers don't believe in stuff like that now so you've got to find a different way of winning games or, and generally that way is playing football playing through the lines those kind of things and so when it becomes that when it's a battle of one style overall maybe I'm being lazy here as well you then go well, yeah but they've got Chelsea got better players than you and Spurs have been around you know longer with you and they've got a very settled squad and a very settled defence and Man City are like are the best at that Man City are the best in the team yeah, the league, but, yeah, let's yeah. be honest and Liverpool see then yes I, I find it um, it is there'll be a lot of those statistics at the end of the season if Arsenal do what I expect and I think they've done whatever they've done the only thing they could have done which is those first two games are going to be difficult you see what happens you probably lose you'd probably lose them was it the first two games back first two games yeah. lost yeah Chelsea away and Man City home that's it but then they had a run of games and you got to like zone in on that run of games and go come on lads like this is a chance to get momentum and I wonder if say kind of statistics that suggest that they've not they're over achieving in terms of results that might actually just be part of the story of them getting to this m- moment where they kind of just needed that break that, that sort of um, rubber the green to get those l- lucky wins which then lead into confident wins which then lead into to dominant wins and then you start when you play the other guys meeting a, a Liverpool or a Man City when you're winning nine on the bounce is a very different story to when you've just lost to yeah. Wigan or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. No offence to Wigan. Um, so, what is success for... What's, what is success for Arsenal? Would you be expecting a new manager to come in and to improve a league standing for, for Arsenal? Straight um, away. Head, head coach, isn't it, now? It's, it's, it's a slightly different structure. Um, uh, I would... I would... I would suggest... Um, because if Finger's gone because he's not getting enough out of the team anymore, right? The new manager comes in, you would expect an improvement, wouldn't you? And if so, if you didn't, yeah, then, I, I, then that's a, that's you know that's a failure. Yeah, I mean, it depends. It depends if if you're. Yeah, I, I would I would personally say that. I would personally say that in terms of league standing, I would I would, I would say Arsenal would 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 call success uh, making the top four. I think that that would be success for Arsenal. I think I think to a lot of the fans, uh, it still be winning the league because you know, you know there's massive massive club, yeah, yeah. Massive expectations, oh, yeah. and expectations. Um, but I would personally say that um, top four, the current climate of, t- of of the quality of the Premier League. Yeah, I always said uh, never Holloway isn't it, but it's a, I think it's a good one. If you if you get more points every season, you'll get to where you want to be. Like it's not going. Right, we won the league. That's it. Then everyone pack up. Like that's the end of football. You've got to like there's the next season. Yeah. So if you can keep getting two extra points, two extra points, I think that's the one thing you can say with Wenger is that the points were going down. They were going in the wrong direction. So you can kind of you can say something there. And so for Emery, maybe you go with the first season as long as it's not a total disaster and there's a bit more excitement for the fans, rightly or wrongly. Then if you get more points than last season then that's enough because it is so competitive with that top six they're all winning yeah. a lot of games all getting a lot of points but I think if you can get it was a sixth last season wasn't it mm. yeah 
I think, yeah, if you can get fourth, you, there'd be real celebration, I would have thought. Yeah, from Arsenal that's fans. achievable. I, yeah. think, I think it's achievable, Spurs or, or United dropping, both those two, sorry, dropping out. I, I can't see Chelsea, Liverpool or Man City, personally. Yeah, which shows how well Chelsea have done, really. Yeah. I guess it also highlights that that is a really strong squad and there's a lot of money that's spent yeah, a lot of time well. when it comes to Chelsea. But well. manager who's been able to fit with the players that are there quite quickly, for them to be, they look like a clearly dominant team in this league do you know what I mean whereas I think Spurs you think I bet teams probably think yeah at home we could maybe get something same against United yeah maybe same against Arsenal but the, with the energy that you're playing I do think as well the international break was a good good time to play the game before was a good time to play Fulham because I, I find them a little bit arrogant who? Fulham I see what a lot I, of good players out as well did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Tom Fair enough. Was out. But the way they were, they were playing, that sometimes there's teams that um, go for it, which I applaud. But um, you need to understand. You need to be ready for the for the fight. And I think with the amount of money that Fulham has spent, you've got players there who, like QPR did. QPR went and bought a lot of players from here, and they had to kind of battle with us down here. And I think that can be that could be dangerous. Yeah, could be. Could be. I don't know, maybe they're guilty of that. But they did have a few players out. They had, they rejuggled their defence a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. And it was, was it Christie, I think, left back, right back, actually. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. got slaughtered by Alan Shearer yeah, yeah. in match of the day. So, so your thing, so success for Arsenal, we have decided. I'll put a poll card. Let us know in the comments below what is success for Arsenal this season? Is it a top four finish or just more points? Would that be success? For Emery in his first season at Arsenal. You Let us know in the comments your decision below. Let us know. Um, right, a couple of quick ones. Pet hates quickly from me. Um, so I was yesterday. I was in the uh, Spitalfields Market. It's lovely, really oh, yeah, yeah. good for a date night nice, if you're yeah. London around there. And um, I was like, oh, I needed a coffee. Went and got a coffee. Went into Crepe Affair. Okay, and they sell crepes. Nice. And I looked at I looked at the woman. Prefer? I looked at the woman. She put this bit of pancake or whatever it is, you know, on the hot thing. Yeah, what's that called? It's called a crepe. Yeah, but what's the stuff they called? Oh, oh batter is it? Batter. That's yeah. It, yeah. Pop that on there, right? And yeah. then she she got a kind of smallish, a small woman, small hand of cheese. Yeah. Barely covered it. One half of it. So okay. it's a savoury pancake. That's it's a savoury pancake. That's savoury. Yeah. And then she's got herself a little handful of, of ham. She's put about six little bits of ham on it. Okay. And then she's folded it up. She's given it to the person. I sort of watched that and I went, God, there wasn't much cheese or ham in that. Looked up. Five ninety five. That's a lot. That's that's a lot, isn't and it? I, I came to the conclusion, Dom, that crepes are crepe. They are crepe. They yeah. are rubbish, mate. Anyone who buys a crepe is your you're missing out on serious volume and I've got a pro I don't like food that it doesn't leave you full especially with London prices it's important any, it's any place yeah and I, I, I tell you what if you want to get street food get something rice based yeah because then you, you, will, you will walk away full and I promise you that. yeah that is, that's, that's guaranteed paella yeah paella is good and, uh, yeah any rice based is very, that's a really smart, smart call because also they're going oh, it's rice yeah, oh, yeah, it doesn't cost me anything. Yeah, it's got to be yeah, minus one tomato pea. and rice. Shut that in. Yeah, have a prawn. Yeah, go on. Yeah. I'll give you two prawns for yeah. the seven quid that you give me. But anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. But crepes are crap. Yeah, pet hate for me. Um, on Twitter, that's not a footballing pet, is it? No, no. Don't Although they sell crepes at Brentford now. That is crap. Crepe and a coffee. Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> that's awful. Yeah, don't buy them. No, there's not. There isn't um, sort of a pet hate. 
if I'm if I go to the, there's the occasional time and it's rare I go to a football game I'm not I'm not on the on the beers mm. I I wouldn't mind a non burger or non you know not crepe though not crepe no oh what you'd like a bit more a bit more choice. Yeah, well, yeah, as I said, as we said before, the football turn turn on on the um, at Dagenham Redbridge. They've got a whole tuck shop at the back of the terrace. Yeah, which is incredible. Yeah, which I think I would have, I would like to see that more of that. Yeah, sure. They should get apps where you can like just go order from a menu. I think you've told me this before in football in terms of the, like the hospitality, the amount of money that they could be making if you or just had that an app and yeah and they just went get your hot dogs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. get an American in there yeah, yeah. Get, get, a, yeah. get a bloody down American that wouldn't, imagine that like, wouldn't go down well would it no no, no it's not like, for me anyway um, I tweeted great touch returns that's right great touch for Big Club podcast he's recording tonight an intimate chat with James Alcott and Dominic Lewis get your questions in for us and we will answer them on the pod got time for just one I'm afraid and that one comes from Lukewood campaigning to he says, this is tough, Dom, if you had to make a five-a-side team with only Mario characters... Only Mario who, characters? Who would you field? Now, right, let's, let's see what we've got available to us. You've got Peach. It's five-a-side, isn't it? So we need technical players, don't You've we? got Wario, you've got Bowser. Peach played for the under-21. Did so. she? Yeah, yeah. She's got a few cut-ups, has she? Um, you've got Mario, of course. Um, Yoshi... Wario, of course. Wario, if I've got Wario here. One, two, three, four, five. Is there any more than that? Luigi. Is there? Toad. Luigi. Luigi. Yeah, Luigi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You got there. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any others. There's a, there's a few more, isn't there? Is there? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Donkey Kong's in it, isn't he? Is that Bowser though? I know, I'm it? thinking Mario Kart. Is that still count? I was thinking Mario Kart, but doesn't isn't that? Isn't that just what? No, there's Donkey Kong and Bowser. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, okay, we're chucking that in there. Well, yeah, well, look, okay. Princess Daisy, never heard of her. Oh, Princess Daisy, you haven't heard of her. Yeah, you haven't heard yeah. You've been her in the squad? I'm not saying she's a squad, I'm saying right. let's, let's consider her for okay. selection. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, Princess Daisy, you've got, yeah, Toad, Baby Luigi. I think we're going too far when you no, go and you say no. things like that. Yeah. Um, Birdo? Mm. <laughs> there's one called Birdo. Um, not no, for me. No. Uh, Baby Luigi Toad Cooper Trooper Cooper Trooper I remember that yeah, yeah. Cooper yeah. Trooper Beach isn't it yeah yeah Cooper yeah. Trooper Beach yeah, yeah. love that one um, okay I've never actually seen Cooper Trooper Donkey Kong Diddy Kong oh yeah Diddy Kong yeah the little one you haven't them Donkey Diddy Diddy Kong sorry I'm writing this as we go down but we, look, you asked the question we're going to answer it yeah uh, Petey <laughs> Piranha this is why we've only got time for one I don't really think that Toadette never seen it Right, there you go. Okay, so I'm going to go for, obviously... Bowser and Goal. Bowser and Goal, innit? Yeah. Goes, I mean, that's just... Should we just do this together, mate? Yeah. Bowser and Goal. Um, what formation are you going? You've got four left. You're going diamond? diamond yeah. You're going diamond? Yeah. Right, so who's at the base of the diamond? So you've got... That might be one for... Do you... I mean... Oh, I think Mario's got to be up front, doesn't he? I think... He's not, you're like... I think you go with a... I would go... I would go with a Mario Luigi midfield. Would you? Because oh, they work so well together. No, yeah, they yeah. work so well. Don't oh, they? I was thinking uh, Luigi could feed Mario, but you're right. right. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with that. Um, uh, C and VC, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then up top, I mean, you've got options. Uh, Yoshi was generally the, probably the quickest in Mario Kart. Toad's got a well, bit he of was space. Quick, wasn't he? Lightweight though. But is it, we need, do we need pace in the five aside? Do we side, need pace? But, I, you know what? I, I'd, be tempted, I'd be tempted to someone like low centre gravity nippy like Diddy Kong up front. Do you think Diddy Kong? Yeah. Okay. I would. Uh, it's up to you. I mean, 
Who else have you got? That peach. Oh, there's, so there's peach, Princess Daisy. I, bet, I, I mean, I put donkey, wouldn't you? I put donkey at the back. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, it's a bit of a donkey at the back. Yeah, say, yeah, yeah donkey's an option at the back if you want. If you want double height, but like you it's say, a bit of a donkey. Don't five side, there's no, there's no crosses, is there? Bowser's yeah. just he can just lying his back, can he? Yeah, is he is he is he mobile enough, donkey? Yeah, I'm 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 tempted to chuck in time. What like a Mascherano? As a like as a forward. Oh, I thought you said like. Do you, have you got to be strong? Maybe you got to roll them as well. There's options. I'm gonna go. You pick. Oh, I, I, I think Diddy up front. He's gone Diddy gone. Yeah. That's fine. Well, there you go. There you have it. Um, Luke, I think your name was. Um, thank you very much for your question. Our five star team is. Uh, oh, yeah, shit. Oh, who did we have? We didn't. Oh, no, we didn't, did we? We've got Toad or Donkey, I guess. I can't have Toad at the back, can you? That's Yoshi? That's what I said about Yoshi was quick. Yeah, put him in, yeah. All right, Yoshi's in. Sweet oh, I got that totally wrong. Uh, so there you go. We've got Bowser in goal, Yoshi in a, in a diamond. Uh, Mario and Luigi in, in tandem they're the, you know one can go one can sit yeah um, and then Diddy Kong up top banging in the goals uh, there is your question answered right there you have it great time for Big Lad is back uh, we are, we can only apologise for not um, not offering up more more content in recent yeah. weeks yeah. things have been going on busy I've been on holiday you know, Dom's been getting qualifications Irwin's been jet setting around the world lots have been going on but we will endeavour to be back more regularly um, if you're better new better than ever better than I, I can't promise that don't no we can't no. on this stage we'll stupid we'll to promise that actually, uh, if you are new to the podcast then um, subscribe give us a rating because it really helps um, and yeah we just uh, we will read out ratings as well so if you do that you'll, it'll get read out on the podcast so do that um, follow us on twitter at gt4abl and uh, head over if you want to watch some of the clips from the podcast to uh, James Lawrence Alcott on YouTube that's my YouTube channel um, we'll see you next week Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.